Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. Why? Because it's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast now, delivered in as quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code EXTRAPOINTS so they know I sent you. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Hope it went great for you. We are on Patriots Day. Patriots Day. Shaq, Martin Weiss, you're with me. Spaghetti Meatballs, you're with me. Babyface Joel Solomon is here. Patriots Day. Happy Patriots Day. What does this mean, Check uh, The Red Sox are losing 4 nothing, so that's good news. And uh, I don't know what else. We've heard from uh, Megan Connolly. She's running the marathon. I haven't, I haven't seen a time yet, but we've been betting on that. Lots going on right out of the big this, wa- weekend. This day for Megan Gailey, who's, uh, you know, recently took off to uh, go make child. Uh, she, yes, um, yes, yes. She said that president, her President's Day was last week or two weeks ago when Dan Snyder, all the news came out. Or not President, <laughs> Patriots Day. There we go. Her Patriots Day was when Dan Snyder was uh, going to have to basically... This Patriots Day, this President's Day. Yeah, that's right. She did say that. Hopefully that something hap- actually happens with that. And <laughs> It's still a lot of threats, but uh, yes. Patriots Day, Shaq. We have Megan Connolly running the marathon for Megan Fun of Sports. Um, I don't know. Does Patriots Day mean a lot to you? I'm just hoping the Red Sox lose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling blessed to be a part of another Patriots Day. <laughs> um, also, pre pleased to be coming off of an Easter holiday, despite what I notice. A lot of a lot of phonies, a lot of pretenders out there on social media and otherwise. Now disparaging ham. Yet another breakfast, I mean, I, uh, holiday meat. Mm. Being taken to task by by people who want a little bit of shine, a little bit of attention there, and I don't care for it. You know, I think that ham, I don't love a ham at the sit down of the meal, but as I often advise people, slice some of those pieces off, drop them in a hot pan the next morning. You can thank me when you return from cloud nine. Perfect. And throw some peeps in there, too. People don't necessarily think marshmallow (laughs) and eggs go together, but trust me, trust me on this. I didn't get this body by accident, Martin. Uh, I do want to talk. So we have uh, Patriots Day. Oh, prop quiz results. We have it on extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have our prop quiz. Adam Curtis, 7 out of 10. He gets the gold cap. Uh, and the Net Celtics, as far as I'm concerned, they get the gold cap because that was a dynamite game. The best of the weekend. Could be a great series. Tatum with a buzzer beater. Flip it. Can you believe, Shaq, that was the first Celtics home playoff Victor, uh, uh, buzzer beater in history? Doesn't make any sense. I guess if that's technically true, but of course when, you know, Bird stole the ball against uh, oh. against the Pistons back in the late 80s, I it's mean, time if, left, and yeah. D- if fed it to DJ, I guess what, there were two seconds left on the clock? Yeah. Either way, yeah, anytime history is made with a, with a um, iconic tenured team like the Celts, it was cool. And yeah, an awesome game. And I loved, especially as we talk about a lot, I love when there's actual heat, not Miami heat. I like when 
Um, there's rivalry and there's uh, discord, as there was between Kyrie and the Celtics faithful um, in that joint there. I thought it just yeah. added to the stakes. Now you wonder, I guess the bad news is for the Nets that they still lost despite that all-time performance from Kyrie. But right. the good news is KD didn't play well, so I guess it kind of evens out as far as trying to figure out the rest of the series, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Martin, this was going to be a great series, whoever the Nets played, or just on paper, right, uh, coming out as the seven seed. But this is more exciting than if it were Miami or, uh, well, Milwaukee would be cool too. But I, I love this series. As Sheck brought, there's, brought up, there's a lot of heat. This is serious stuff with uh, Kyrie, but I, I I don't even know who to root for, actually. This is Patriots-Giants for me all over again. I do feel bad for Durant, a top two or three player, top one player. I don't know what you want to say. And he's, he's you know, he's got Harden on the team, and Harden doesn't want to play with him. Kyrie with all the vaccination stuff during the year, and now he's going as a one-man wrecking crew against all of Boston. There's a lot of plot lines here. Yeah, but to me, the one that the one that stood out for me in game one, I know KD played poorly, but part of the reason why, Jason Tatum had him in hell. I mm. mean, and Jason Tatum in the first half of that game, the way he was moving the ball and not like, it, not just because, I mean, he's obviously got the greenest of lights, right? So the way, but the way he came down was moving the ball. I think he had like six or seven assists in the first half, getting other people involved. Then in the third quarter was going off him and Marcus Smart. And then in the fourth quarter had on, if not back-to-back possessions, within a minute of each other, blocked Kevin Durant's jumper, which never happens, and blocked Kyrie on a jumper, both in isolation, and then came down and hit the game winner on a great cut to the basket. Like, to me, Jason Tatum, I was like, all right, bro, I I see you. You're here. You've arrived. I got it. Yeah, and how about Smart? How many guys give up that three? with uh, three seconds left, right, to have the wherewithal. And by the way, he would have been the GOAT, not the Tom Brady GOAT, but the other GOAT if if that spinning layup came two-tenths of a second after. Everyone would be like, what the hell are you doing, Smart? You have no time to uh, develop a new play with three seconds left. But uh, that was spectacular, I thought. Uh, again, I don't know, Shaq, who are we rooting for here? I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I don't like seeing oh, the, we got the Celtics fans happy, but it's, it's also the Nets, and I'm not sure what we're going after here. Going forward, the storyline is better if it's KD and Kyrie moving on, just for the star power of those two, Mm -hmm. not uh, disparaging Boston fans, but also that would be a sweet cherry on top of it to to, uh, see our Boston friends get sad a little bit. They deserve it, I think. They've had more than enough pleasure over the last 20-some-odd years here. Um, And, you know, when we talk about this series, it's kind of like a TV series, and since we're talking about Boston, maybe it makes sense to invoke cheers Mm -hmm. but you're about to be uh, they're about to see a brand new character who's an enemy named ben simmons injected into this series um sort of like gary from gary's old town tavern right the arch rival of of the cheers bar you remember or it could be like woody harrelson whatever you get the reference um we're gonna have a new character it sounds like added to an already successful series at some point Sooner rather than later, I think that's going to be fun. And Tatum, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's in the there. matchup, right? I think he's Isn't more of a matchup, Vera. Though, if he's in, I think he's more of a Vera, Norm's <laughs> wife, who we never end up seeing. Uh, still, uh, even though there's, well there's a lot of talk well about done, it. Well done, Sal. Thank you. Um, I do want to go over Kyrie. Uh, Martin, you talked about, um, you know, you talked about Tatum stats. Kyrie, 
as great as Tatum was against Kyrie in those few plays, he did blow by Tatum in a lot of, for a lot of easy layups. Just had another gear in him. 12 for 20, 6 for 10 from behind the arc. He made all his free throws, 39 points. And flipping the bird to the fans, not the Larry bird, the, the middle finger, really just like he was really in his own head. And then uh, I think we have audio here of the post-game press conference with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, to that point, do you feel like the hostility that you get still? Let's not let's not focus on this. Like, ask me questions about the game. Like, from, it's not about the fans. The no, fans aren't playing. A, from a basketball standpoint, yeah. Do you feel like the hostility you get? There's you, no hostility, bro. It's basketball. When you were flicking some people off, I'd say that's some hostility. From what? What? What point? Are you when guessing you, that that's hostility or like hostility for me is like have, growing up? Well, we've never seen that from you this season, where you are running down the floor, flicking people off. It's the first time you actually caught it because it's a big-time game. I respond in different ways. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to focus on that. If you want to ask me questions about the fans, go ask them. Go on the street and ask them questions. All right? But I'm asking from your perspective, from a basketball perspective, do you feel like the hostility that you get It's not hostility, fans, bro. Do you feel like the energy you get from fans in this building brings Embrace out it. the best fr from you? Embrace it embrace it it's the dark side embrace it whoa boy Shaq whoa I have to say you know I've been hard on Kyrie like everyone like most people all year you know it's like uh, I'm not into this song and dance but I'll tell you what I like this a lot I do I really I'm rooting for the it. Nets I like it I have to like it if I hate jersey swaps at the end of the game I have to like this I have to be like when you're going F you to all the fans, all the opposing fans, I have to be on that page there. And I am, and I'm rooting for the Nets. What do you think of that? You grew up a Rowdy Roddy Piper right. fan. He became one of your dearest friends. You can't be inconsistent in this life, obviously. You Rest in peace, by the way. Roddy would have been 68 yesterday. Is that right? There you go. Oh, yep. well, yes. Uh, happy birthday to him. All Still right. one of the great uh, one of the great moments of the last 20 or so years was at Sal's, can't hard to believe I'm going to say this, 30th birthday, was it? Yes, it was, was it your 30th. 30th birthday? Yeah. We're all, oh, we have a special guest here to say hello to Sal. <laughs> and Rowdy Roddy Piper walks into the backyard. Like, like what? Like a six-year-old's party. Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper is here right now? If he, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he had to kilt on. Even, they sure did. Uh, <laughs> and then that started. Sal's face. This is such a that great started a, know, the, the, yeah. Well, it started a legitimate friendship between Sal. Sal's it a really friend did. to all. Uh, it really did. Meanwhile, but, that, um, that day, though, I wanted him out of there. I was like, this. I'm too nervous for this. I, I, he's got to go home. I don't know where he just came from, but he's got to turn around and go home. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy, for putting this together. It was at Corolla's party house. Roddy Piper yeah, comes around the yeah. corner. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is great. Please get out of here. I'm getting too nervous. But go ahead, Shaq. Yeah, yes. but but so, yes. Yeah, you love a heel like that. And uh, so Kyrie is that. He's, he's an enemy. I like somebody who embraces that, as I always say. I love conflict as uh, as long as I'm not one of the parties involved. I'm not involved in this. This is just mm -hmm. fun to watch from the sideline. Kyrie, keep on throwing the bird up there. I hadn't considered that maybe it could he could have in the post game if he were clever. I said I was just paying homage to one of the greatest Celtics of all time, Larry right. Bird. Why didn't the people get that? I thought they loved 33 around these parts. Um, one and two. Where does that rank? Is that now? Does that replace Johnny Cash's iconic middle finger as the oh. greatest? middle finger in history or does the loss diminish the quality of the oh, interesting there i think so i think so probably i'm with you marty 
Yeah, it's the loss because they lost. But I, I don't even I, – what I think is it wasn't just – we're talking about like it was one middle finger. There was like several instances throughout the game in which he gave the middle finger. Yeah. Like, we're talking about this like it was an isolated incident as he was getting ejected from the game or something like that. Like we've seen somebody give the middle finger salute walking up the tunnel. Nah, this was like he's at, at half court inbounding the ball to giving the finger to people behind him. But – but I can't stand it when athletes do that. Like, Nick Friedo was just trying to get out this question, right? And he said hostility. He was like, bro, it's not hostile. It's not hostile. Well, I guess, you know, it's not the most pleasant of conversations either, right? Like, uh, us three have conversations all the time. Sometimes they're more pleasant. Sometimes they rise to a level of more hostility. But we've never cuffed each other out. We've never given each other the finger in a way. And I think you would define that as not the most friendly. Right, so I don't. So I, I, I that's why I beef. But I do like how Kyrie said, like, nah. They told, they called me this, that, this, and that, this and that in the post game, because I don't like it when athletes will come out and be like, uh, well, you know, that was the fans, that was this, that was that, and I just was responding, and we it's past that, it's past that. It's like, nah, bro, why were you giving everybody the finger? What did they say right. to you? What happened? You know, what I'm tell us what happened because you're about to get fined for this regardless. So you might as well tell your side of the story. I just think that it's a little bit overblown Kyrie's part because especially if you go back, they have Ben Simmons on the team, right? They played that game in Philly. The whole thing was, oh, me and KD, or KD and Kyrie just wanted to go and shut the Philly fans up. They just wanted to go shut them up. It's real hard to say Ben Simmons sucks when you're down by 20. Why didn't you do that again? Kyrie, this is the playoffs. That was a regular season game. That's what I don't understand. That's That would have been my question if I was a post-game reporter. So he well, he did all he could. I, I don't know. It's it, I, I'm not sure what more he could have done, but I, I like I'm I agree though, Martin. I like both sides. I like the reporter came after him with an actual question, and Kyrie, you know, maybe I I know I, I hate that too when they jump on one word like oh hostile hostile like all right let me change it um uh what what is inspired what what did he change it to I forgot what he, he even to, changed to, it. Uh, to energy. Oh, like energetic. Energy. Yeah, where does this yeah. extra energy come from? It's like either way, but Shaq, everybody evoke the I dark there, side. You have to be very Star Wars esque. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, listen, he had a lot of free time this past season to sit around. I apparently got caught up on the trilogy there, and yes. I, I commend him for doing that. Yeah, I like when, uh, but another movie, I like when we're all required to turn into Andy Dufresne talking to the warden where most people learned what the word obtuse means. And Kyrie forcing, was it Nick Friedel to, to be? I believe to, so. To, to, yeah, you know what I'm asking you, Kyrie. You, you, right. you don't parse my words. I think you 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 get the upshot of what I'm asking you here. Um, I just think it's yeah, you're, I mean, he's pissed think, off at everyone, and so everyone includes the guy who's asking him a question. I think that's just it at that point. It's it's amazing though, but what Kyrie exposes again, um, as if we needed a further update on this. I loved that forever. The old thing was like, you can boo and you can shout at players and heckle them all they want. They don't even hear you. So you can go ahead and do that. It's not like they know what you're doing in any sport you're talking about. Clearly, players hear you. They Whether or not they choose to, to um, have, uh, have, have a back and forth with you is their business. But this jive that we were sold for decades, like players don't hear you. Boo all you want. They, 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 they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they do. I like that. Now we can boo everybody. And some people, you get in their head and it ruins them. Kyrie, mm -hmm. though, what he showed for his part is that was pretty remarkable that he's 
Like if you, if I would have told you like, oh yeah, we as a fan base can get inside this guy's head to the point that he's going to react and it'll distract him from the thing. And he still is burying three after three after three. Yeah. It was a remarkable stuff. It was a great performance. But again, they still lost the game. So I don't know if you're the Nets, how you feel today. Like, man, we wasted an all time nails performance from middle finger. Guys. I would say. I- at the at the risk of sounding like a herb or a casual or NBA Twitter will drag me for this, I wonder if uh, Kyrie played amazing. There's no doubt about that. But in the last minute and 30 seconds of that game, he was hunting for a shot that he wasn't going to be able to get off, and he passed KD two, uh, you know, with like what two times he gave the ball to KD with like five seconds left in the shot clock, and who's already nine for 23. It just well, I like felt he was, was double to at least one of those. So he, he was looking, he was looking to shoot, but they they wisened up to it, yeah. And then they got. But I just KD. think if you look at the difference between that and the way Tatum and Brown played the second half, and they were moving the or played the whole game really moving the ball, and right. were still able to get off. It makes me wonder just how how good Kyrie for for thirty nine. Like if Kyrie gives you sixty. Sure, but he when he gets into that mode, he's not really gonna be a very willing passer, and it makes me wonder if like what the ceiling is because well, KD scoring thirty five, I feel like you'll see more the, of the same. The Nets, the Nets made the mistake of going up three with forty seconds left. You can't do that in an NBA game. You're toast. <laughs> you might as well just walk to the locker room. You're done. You can't be up three with the ball forty seconds left. It's a loss. I, I will say this to put a, a, a pin in it here right now. Uh, you know. I am now rooting for Kyrie. I am now rooting for Kyrie. He's my favorite player in this tournament. And as I said the other day, if after the Nets are eliminated, he decides to get the vaccine, he will be my favorite player of all time. Well, how funny would that be? That would be terrific. <laughs> Just so, get it going, Kyrie. So I know that I know that you don't want anything Boston to really succeed too much because yes. of, you know the environment. Right. But for years. We had to hear about how Brad Stevens was one of the best coaches in the NBA, despite rarely even sniffing mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference. You know, the final. You know, you know, we we've seen it. He he, he Udoka in the second half of the year has the same Celtics team looking like the best team in the East. They mm-hmm. might, you know, if they if they if they go on a run, this is what this is the Damashek Patriots uh, Brady Belichick theory. Brad Stevens loses a little bit of that luster. As he's gone, as he's kicked up to the front office, because what big right. trade did he trade for? Daniel Tyson, Derek White, okay, but you know what he didn't do? He didn't beat KD and Kyrie in in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. And he didn't go to coach Indiana like Shaq said. Shaq has a lot to say about. The I'm Adam still Schefters waiting for that. We had to, listen, that he has a lot to, to say about the Adam Shafters of the world. But he tried it once and went over. He's like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> hey, it's a da- it's a dangerous game that breaking news biz. Hey, uh, Marty, quickly, I- am I right that Ben Simmons, if he does come back, that that's who Jason Tatum catches? Like, it's not going to be Jalen Brown or otherwise. I mean, I feel like the South's kryptonite is uh, if, that if you, if I'm saying Ben Simmons comes back, he's going to be guarded by like Al Horford or no, no, no. Daniel I'm T- saying who's Ben Simmons. I mean, he's a one dimensional oh, oh, player. Oh. Yeah. He'll be guarded by defend nobody. This guy. That's, who, that's yeah. who's guarding him. No, right. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to yeah. say like, nah, I don't think Ben Simmons affects the Celtics defense at all. He'll probably be, he'll probably catch Tatum. I imagine. Cause they, cause the thing what Boston did is they started all these big guys. It makes KD go down there and have to play, play big man. Not, not, not skinny guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's got to go down rebound, 
do all the dirty work. Like that's what Ben Simmons is needed for in the in this in right. this lineup. And if by the way, we could see Robert lineup. Williams back too, right? That'll just make what you said, Martin, worse or more challenging for the exactly. next. Right? If we see him in a couple of games. Uh, that is an interesting race. If I if just one of those two comes back, I it would you assume tilt the series in favor of that team. But if they both come back, oh, let's hope for six more games. That's the bottom line. Well, here's my thing, team. and I went through this like uh, went over with the uh, against all odds guys. Like if you could change your mind on any series or what's the best value, I guess series bet value. Um, I had the Celtics in seven. I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I thought the Nets. I said they're, right now they're just a tough out. That could be the case that they just lose four. They lose five, uh, four to five, and they're all like we saw yesterday. But I kind of like the Nets plus a game and a half, which means they'll get to three wins. So that's like minus one thirty, minus one forty, even down one nothing. I think they'll get to three wins. I, I wouldn't even freak out with that bet, even if they lost game two in Boston. But how about this? This is really this series is going to be interesting because. The Celtics could be like, yeah, we could have tanked towards the end, but we wanted the Nets and we beat the Nets. But this series could beat the shit out of them so much that they'll end up losing to the the Heat or how would it work? No, they would lose. They have the two, three. Right. So what, what am I missing here? Martin, who's the two? That would be- no, no, you're right. Milwaukee. Catch the Heat. Yeah. OK. Yeah. No, they're not the four Celtics, are they? The Heat are right. the one. So they would play Milwaukee they- in the second round. Right. Boston? Oh, Celts are yeah. 2-7. Yes, I'm Boston's 2-7. Yeah. Milwaukee's the 3, right? Yeah, that's how that would go. So, I don't know. I, it might kick the crap out of them, but we'll see. This is a, Either way, this is a fun what? series. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other series. There were no real surprises other than Minnesota beating up on uh, Memphis. All of a sudden, that's a little weird, right? You got um, the Suns are doing well, right? They won and covered yesterday. The Warriors of the team, my God, that lineup. They talk about that lethal lineup where I don't want to say Steph Curry doesn't even matter, but he could get his 16 points and they're still going to win by a dozen. That's a scary uh, lineup all of a sudden, Martin. Uh, Yeah. And the thing about uh, the, Jordan uh, Poole's their top scorer, like if, if you don't have to worry about Steph putting up 25-30. It was a good weekend for Michigan alumni. Yeah. Duncan Robinson went, what, eight for nine from three? Jordan Poole. Uh, and we'll get to the USFL in a little bit. That's where the weekend kind of fell he out. He wasn't even that great with Michigan, Jordan Poole. I know he had that fantastic shot, but if you look at his numbers, it wasn't like, oh, but this guy has to be. I mean, you saw where he was drafted, so. Yeah, no. But, uh, I mean, it's really a testament to him. He was in the G League to start the year. Right. Um, I, I haven't. The series that's really interesting to me is the Memphis-Minnesota one. Um, Memphis and Minnesota. Said it right? Yeah. Because you got two of the youngest guys, the young guys, uh, and, and Anthony Edwards and John Morant, mm-hmm. who, like, I don't think it's hyperbolic. I don't know who you – it's hard to say this out loud because it sounds really like you can't compare anybody to that. But, I mean, I just watched a whole six-part documentary. Anthony Edwards' game reminds me of Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that he is the killer mm-hmm. that Michael Jordan was or he'll have six championships or whatever, be considered one of the best players of all time. But when you look at the way that he plays, he reminds me of Michael Jordan, who's not afraid to take three-point shots. Confidence, um, yeah. Yeah, and I just I love watching him play. And then John Moran, we already know all about him. Um, but Anthony Edwards, I feel like that's why, that's why I love the playing game because you saw him kind of come on the big stage. He's built for the moment. He's also built like a running back. 
And uh, I was just going to say, Marty, that's exactly <laughs> right. You, when you're talking about how he's built, it's not about how what his mental wiring is or otherwise. I mean, physically, I, I, what I thought you were going to say is like, I don't want to be hyperbolic. Is I would take Ant Man over Ja for the rest of their respective careers hmm. if I had to choose one or the other because of exactly what you're talking about. One guy is sturdy and, and, and built for this, and he's going to get better from the perimeter and become, therefore, more dangerous as his career goes on there. I don't know if they are going to ultimately get over on the on the Grizz this time around. I talk all the time. I'll say it one more time. It's a progressive tournament in the NBA. You win, you get in one year, then the next year you make a run. You build up to these things. I think the T-Wolves have had a nice taste of things, have a lot of reason for optimism. I bet you the Grizz uh, take care of the series. And of all the potential upsets out there, this was the one I kind of pointed at, just because you don't see very many first-round upsets in the NBA playoffs because of what I just said 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, I won't, well, I'm trying to look at that number now. Memphis is still favored, right, Martin? But it's a small, yeah. um, they're a small favorite. Let's see. These things are changing all the time. I, the thing about, yeah, minus 126 for the series for Memphis. The thing that's fascinating, too, you got two guards who, as John Morant said earlier this year, he, he is looking for chimneys because he wants all the smoke, right? He's running mm-hmm. up the chimney. Anthony Edwards did not necessarily say the same thing, but very – very, very, very uh, self-confident, very proud of himself, and very not afraid of anybody. Patrick Beverly, we all know him, and you, at, at this point you've had your opinions about him. But then you got Carl Anthony Towns and Jaron Jackson Jr., who, if you watch them, are two of the big men who will get pushed around and their shots blocked and hit more threes. And it's just a very interesting dichotomy because you got the little guys play like the big guys feel like the you feel like the big guys should. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, we, we said enough uh, about 10, 15 minutes on net Celtics, but this is all of a sudden my favorite series and not because of what you guys are talking about, John Moran versus Anthony Edwards, but because we see a different protester every single game and their forms of protesting are more and more ludicrous. Game one, what happened? A woman tried to glue herself to the floor. That took about 18 seconds to unravel. They brought, brought her out of there. Game, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that was the play-in game, right? That was yeah. play-in. And then game one, what happens? Uh, a woman tries to tie herself to the, what was it, the goal that, that carries the basket, that holds the basket? The stanchion, it's all, they call it. The stanchion, yeah. Who made that word up? The stanchion. Yeah, we all know the word stanchion. That's a good one. Uh, I don't that th- know that this is effective because she was brought out of there about 10 seconds. Like, they're all protesting um, the Minnesota owner, Taylor, who, what did he do? He, he had a decision to, he threatened to kill 5 million chickens due to a bird flu outbreak. I don't know. I don't need to get involved in the politics, but I do love that. The, and please come on our show if you want to discuss this. I, I, I'm sure you would appreciate hmm. the free press here. We have ideas, I think, better ideas of how to protest this during a game, right, Check. I mean, this this is stupid. I mean, I guess I guess you're making yourself seen for about 20, 25 seconds, but it's not going to be any long light. You're not gluing yourself to the floor, are you? I don't know if this counts as irony, by the way. I looked up. I didn't know what the animal uh, rights protest specifically was. I thought it might have to do with the timber wolf, which, as it turns out, is an endangered species. I I, I mm. was skeptical that there actually was something called a timber wolf. I thought it was just a cute regional ki- a kind of blend of of things that you might find up there in uh, the. Well, the, actually, the, no, it's funny. Rowdy Roddy Piper legs. talked about as a kid he'd have to fight off timber wolves on his way to to school in Saskatoon, Canada. 
Yeah. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. I didn't. I, I wasn't aware. I there wasn't aware. Um, either way, yeah. I mean, like the, uh, the the better move is like this is glue now all over yourself or getting tied <laughs> up, and now you've 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 done nudity. Always go nudity. If you want to protest something, be a nude. No one yeah. wants to grab you. You think the coppers want to grab you when you're when you're like that? I certainly wouldn't. And you know what? We have the greatest weapon. If that's what you're looking to do, is make a statement. His name is Harry, or better yet. Harry's brother oh. sent him nude out onto the court. No one's going to try and wrangle him. And even if they do, they're going to have their hands full, quite literally. Right, exactly. Yeah, he could do a little dance. Yeah, no, no one's going to grab mm -hmm. uh, nude Scott. We saw him in the bathroom. That doesn't look and, pretty. And, 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 and their bodies form as a natural billboard. You know, like they'll, they'll, they, you, can, you can get very wordy on, yeah. the, on the buttocks uh, of Scott. Harry's so, brother. Like, right. You, know, you could really make a strong statement. The Declaration and it, it, it of Independence. Fit a lot of on words there. on that ass, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, Dave, right. where, where you're missing, though, I, I wonder about the uh, escapability of uh, one of the Gagnons in, in this in this environment. See, <laughs> I think that's what really the Minnesota protesters have been missing out on the fact. Because I can't say they've been effective because I didn't know that Glenn Taylor was a serial chicken murderer. Now I do, right? So I didn't. So I, I yeah. guess the message is True. out. But. You're already so close. We talked about this last week. You're so close to the to, to the actual action going on. You gotta, I mean, gluing yourself to the baseline. We don't have to see that. At least I did, in this in game one, they had to show some uh, pans of the, of the players, like like when mm -hmm. there's an actual streaker in a football game, and they show the pans of the players while they're trying to handle everything right. over there. For a second, I was like, "What's going on here?" And then I realized, "Oh, this is like a football." Okay, got it. They need to get out there into the action. It's the NBA. Lonzo Ball said it famously. This is the NBA. Ain't nobody going to fight. In football, you run out there, you run the risk of getting clotheslined by a strong safety who, you know, who's like, you know what, I, I, I've missed enough people. I'm going to hit this jackass. He's in, in pads. Nobody, right. Exactly. Yeah. And he's in pads. In basketball, nobody's going to do anything. You could run around, and, uh, and, and you could really, really, truly – make a viral impact to what you're trying to do here because i mean chain lady all you saw was the one picture that went out of her kind of like mm -hmm. un getting unchained from the basket you didn't see i need i need a splash minnesota protesters i need how a about this give me a headline how about this martin how about splash how about your handcuffs are popular right handcuff yourself to the minnesota mascot what is it crunch the wolf now I don't know, Sheck. You might be right. This might go against Peta also. If you're if you're bringing another animal, albeit one right. in a costume, into your uh, protest. But if you handcuff yourself to the mascot, now they're taking you and the mascot out of there. Now it's a more colorful look. Or if you have balls, handcuff yourself to the head coach, Chris Finch. Get in there somehow when he's not paying attention. Get the good seats behind him. Sneak up behind him. What happens if you handcuff yourself to the head coach? What are the next 10 minutes like? What what do they Get do? interviewed, you know? Like they have to share your thoughts when they're coming into the start of the next quarter. Yeah. Like coach and uh, person handcuffed to coach. What do you think? Uh, what did you tell the team <laughs> in the locker room, you know, to, to get right for the second half? Like, and then they'd be like, do you want to go first or should like, you know, that? Yeah. Then you then you'd have your 15 I love minutes it. or at least 15 seconds. That's a good yes. thought. I like you that become a Siamese twin. Yeah. Maybe you you last the whole game and you have to go for the post game press conference. You become Kyrie. Start of a whole Chris, Chris Finch. Yeah. Like it's like a lot of buddy movies have started out like that. You know? Yeah. And so maybe this would be the start of a, a great movie uh, uh, series there. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, though, 
Harry and or Scott, let's go the extra mile. Let's mm -hmm. grease them up. And then they do a dive across the floor. They, they just like, imagine the spectacle mm -hmm. of Harry nude, just sliding greased all oh. the way across, the whole way across I think the floor. In that case, the chickens would commit suicide. I I'm think that's a, that that, a whole that, new thing into it. This is Saturday afternoon. This is the family program. Harry could at least be wearing a sports bra. <laughs> sports okay. bra. Yeah. I tell him well, to wear a sports bra. As long as he's either. Winnie the Pooh down low. As long as he goes <laughs> Winnie the Pooh from uh, waist down. That's fine. By the way, gluing yourself, don't they turn horses into glue or is that just a myth? Wouldn't you want to stay away from glue anyway if you're a member of PETA? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm Again, see, you're, you're really uh, opening a can of worms here for all these people. Can right? of worms, exactly. worms, animals, same thing. Worms, yeah. worms. Uh, any, uh, just real quick, would you change your Minnesota, Memphis? I think you both went with Memphis uh, last week to win this series or any series. You changing your mind about any series? I, I just had to say, hand up my bed. I've underestimated Anthony Edwards for the last time. All right. So I, I, I'm not going to change my pick. But it goes from Memphis in five to, like, Memphis in seven. It's so crazy. And I lost a lot of money on the Clippers. But, Martin, uh, the live line on the Clippers making the playoffs. Uh, now, I, I get it. Minnesota could have then played the Pelicans and won anyway. But for God's sakes, they were down nine points with five minutes left. And their star had fouled out. And, and the Clippers blew it. Let's not even talk about how they blew a 10-point lead uh, the other day in the fourth quarter at home. But, all right, Shaq, are you changing anything? Well, I hate to say it, but I think the I think the Celts are going to win the series. Um, uh, I, I, it feels like mm -hmm. diminishing returns for you know the Nats. I guess it's old news how they have to get their buckets, and you know Katie and Kyrie, as people keep pointing to, two of the top twenty-five scorers in the history of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 Tatum, as Marty points out, and company can take away one of those two guys, and and you're mm -hmm. really talking about a one-dimensional team, or you know, your your scoring's coming from one source outsized percentage-wise, I you know, I I I know this is what people do every time there's a, a seven-game series, but really feels like to me like the Nets better figure out how to steal game two, or it's it's they got a real tough path. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna win. Four out of five against uh, against that team, and and like you say, Robert Williams presumably on his way back. I, I would, I would hope KD has one of his all time performances. And the good news is, as I keep saying, can talk about Giannis and anybody else for this year's MVP. I still think this is a bad time to say this after what happened on Sunday. I still think if you could have one player, I think every GM would choose KD over anybody else. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I go back and forth between is the MVP the best player in the league? If it is, it's Giannis. Uh, I think KD is a, a 1A, but I don't know. That's that's how we should um, judge the MVP. I think games played has to be. By the way, they did say Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, they're the finalists for the MVP award. Defensive player of the year, Bridges, Gobert, Smart, uh, Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley played a good game uh, for rookie of the year. Darius Garland, John Morant, Devontae uh, Murray for most improved. Sixth man, Tyler Harrow is running away with that one. Cam Johnson, Kevin Love, and coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins for Memphis, Eric Spolster for the Heat, and Monty Williams for the Suns. I have money on uh, Jokic. I hedged a little with Giannis, so that means Embiid's winning MVP. That's all you have to know, Martin. There you go. <laughs>
If you can get a bet in on Embiid, do it. By the way, if you can get a bet in on the favorites, do that too. Because in the playoffs, 13 and 1, I guess this includes the playing games. 13 and 1, the favorites are straight up. 10 and 4 against the spread. The unders are 10 and 4. And check in your hockey. I sent this to the other fellas here. Hockey 22 consecutive wins by the favorites in the last three days. Holy crap. Well, it is. It's funny. We'll get to our best bets uh, in a little bit here. Yeah. And and tonight presents a series, like at least three or four, at least three um, games where between the haves and have nots and the haves are still playing for positioning. Right. And so they're in. But that doesn't always work out. Of our, Tw- I, minus 260 I I, all it, the time. Yeah. It's an amazing. I almost put a parlay together based just on those favorites going into Monday night here. That there are teams, like I say, that are playing for for better uh, uh, playoff positioning here. I do want to say about it, the NBA though. Um, it is weird. Maybe it's because I'm looking at social media and other shows out there complaining about this, but the Miami Heat are really wildly ignored <laughs> given what they did in Spolstra. We can talk yeah. about, you know, we can talk about whoever else you you want to float there with the finalists, but this should be Spolstra's, uh, uh, you think it's his award, award this year, right? I don't know. I, I, kind I, mean, of feel, I feel bad seat. for Monty, well, we've Monty about Williams like too. Sixers and uh, all Sixers. Look what they just did. All the Nats are so are, are look at the weapons that they have and the Celts are making their push. Look out for the for the Celts and all uh, the defending champs and everything. And who's the number one? It's really like nobody talks about the Heat at all. It's weird. yeah. You're right. You're right. They are undervalued. I, I'd say the same for Monty Williams. The Suns. They just run away with the West. <laughs> it's supposed to be the beast of the NBA. And, uh, you know, not only does Booker not get consideration for MVP, why not Monty Williams one of these years for uh, Coach that's, of the Year? That's interesting. I've, I, I like, how is it not Taylor Jenkins? And this is wow. not, like, we didn't, pre-gram, we didn't program this. Like, all three of us legitimately have different frontrunners for the Coach interesting. of the Year. Interesting. But, first of all, how is John Morant even considered for most improved player when he was the second overall pick in the draft? Like, we were expecting him to be MVP caliber, and that's exactly what he is. Now, what we weren't expecting of any team is for when you lose a guy who's an MVP caliber or in the MVP conversation, which is never-ending in a list of at least seven different names in NBA conversation at any moment in time. But John Morant was squarely in it. Yeah, you're right. Without him. It is a weird thing. It wasn't drafted in the top two six years ago, right? It was only a couple of years ago. So yeah, like yeah. he should have been like it realistically in the redraft, he would have been the number one pick. He like I should have thought he should have been the number one pick in the moment, right? But right. like he's he's the best player, and he's been a stud since he got into the league. It doesn't make sense to me for him to be most. Yeah, improved. it's it's it different. Is weird. From- it is. It continues to be a weird award. Most improved. Yes. Good for you, fella. Yeah, they they should just Morant. It is very strange. It should just be comeback player of the year, right? Uh, improved is, is insanely subjective. It's very tough to, to, to pin that. Now, if we want to talk about most improved, now it's time. Enough bullshit. Let's get to the battling buckos on the banks of the three rivers. How about it? I don't well, know, right? Let's talk. This baseball season, you could turn K's into cash <laughs> and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sports. That's why Sheck is betting his Pirates every single day right yes. now. Yes. New customers step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 and with FanDuel's same game parlays, you can turn little bets into big 
Paydays. By the way, I put one together. I won the other day. I think it was Friday, Saturday. No, it was Friday. Did the same game parlay. You cashed in about four to one odds. I got another one today on Fandle. Tyler McGill, five or more strikeouts. The Mets just to win. Lindor to record a hit. And the over-under stays under seven and a half. By the way, this regular over-under is six and a half, which is crazy for an April baseball game. Plus 401, uh, under seven and a half. Lindor to get a hit. Mets win. McGill, five or more strikeouts. That's how you do a same-game parlay. Great promotions every day. Safe and secure app. You get paid fast. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code EXTRAPOINTS to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1,000. Let's check, take a quick break, and then we'll talk football. We have NFL to discuss, we have USFL to discuss, and we have our Extra Points Play of the Day. Right back. All right, I read Peter King this morning, as I do every uh, Monday, and he said something um, that troubled me a little bit. He said, uh, and I, 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 you know, I've seen a bunch of mock drafts, but he's, he's talked to a bunch of GMs. And first of all, any mock draft seems to be laughable at this, some, at this point. If you throw, someone throws a mock draft in your face, just, uh, just ha ha, just swat it aside because there's going to be supposedly going to be a lot of trades. There's supposedly going to be a lot of, we don't know. We really can't gauge the interest of the six or seven teams who could use a quarterback, but might wait till the second or third round to get a quarterback. Either way. There's a chance, Shaq and Martin, that there's no skill position player drafted in the top 10 for the first time since they've done this in 1936. That would suck, right? I, I can't imagine. that. It pales to think that, no, there's too many dumb people out there run, running NFL teams. Where that's well, that's what done. we have to count on. But there probably will be one. What's the over-under? One and a half? One? I think probably, I say, I think there'll be two. Somebody it's not going to be a running back. A wide receiver. Right. We know it's not going to be a running back. The Jets could draft a receiver. The Lions could, you know, anyone could trade up and draft a quarterback. Shaq, if I say one and a half skill positions in the top 10, what do you go? I go over mm. and I feel pretty confident about saying it like 90% confident. Really? In that. How many times does this jive have to be attempted to be sold and people keep buying it? Like, yeah, we're looking at we're looking at uh, this defensively. People like quarterbacks, people like skill position guys. It's an offensive league. And so I don't mean offense. Well, there are things offensive about it. That's right. Guys who play it. But I mean, it's an offense first league in 2022. There are going to be plenty of skill position players drafted in the first round, and certainly, I uh, Malik. It, it's just well, God. first round for sure, but you top ten. Talking to you? Top ten is is what we're discussing. What's interesting? Well, sure. yes, Malik Willis is certainly going to go in the top ten. Kenny okay. Pickett likely is going to go in the top ten. What's what what is intriguing to my eyes? Of course, you want it. I think. Most football fans have caught on now to the idea that you want to have an extra year of control, and that's why you get a quarterback at in the first round or even a wide receiver at this point with these holdouts. Mm-hmm. Same same thing. I mean, they're they're weird. What's going on with the with that position particularly? Like it's almost as though they've colluded or they've identified like with Tyree Kill and otherwise. Like this is our moment to cash in. Let's all sit out, and they have to. If if we all ha- if we all refuse to show up, then they yeah. have to. I don't know what the, what the angle is here, but either way, I think that it's it's interesting that 
you definitely want that extra year of control, um, especially with a QB. But um, it feels like there are too many names that people have now graded that are going to be more naturally second round guys. Des Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, those guys. Uh, are people going to trade up to the back end of the first round to get that extra year? Or are you going to get great value and try and wait out a guy in the in, in, and grab him in the second round? It, that's what's going to be interesting. Guys like Howell, as I keep pointing out, you talk about mock drafts. Forget those. Those are jive. Uh, it's not much of an industry secret, but... How they rate the when you see Daniel Jeremiah or otherwise put out their here's my top fifty players that's yeah, right. their bible they're then not everybody they're not, shakes around yeah mock drafts are for fun like ah I wanted to, like I mean the same guys will put out mock drafts in successive weeks and completely turn it on a day there there's no uh, religion applied to those mock drafts it's who they think is the best player available yeah unlike like um, lenardi I mean, and what you get on lenardi's case for he's gonna go he's gonna get one wrong no matter what right or, or you know one or or fewer wrong this uh, a good mock draft gets you what eight out of 32 is good 11 out of yeah 32? it's almost an impossible yeah. endeavor at this point but just keep in mind one year ago at this time people were talking about like i don't know about this quarterback that but the, but the 2022 class like sam howe look out for that guy he's going to be a stud yeah, these are the people they they were talking about this guy is now projecting to fall mm-hmm. into the second round so you know did his pedigree go away because his <clears throat> great running backs and receivers went pro a year earlier than he did i think there's a value in a guy well, the, like that yeah. look out the- for that name but the, the Lions, the first. so I think the over-under is two and a half for quarterbacks. And just back to my original thing with the, the top ten picks. I'll, Sorry, I'll, I, I'm gonna I go, derailed it a little. I'm going to go under one and a half there. I think because, you know, a team like the Lions, they're not in that. They're, they're number two. They're not going to take a quarterback. I don't think they take Malik Willis, too. They have the 32nd pick and the 34th pick. And a popular bet out there is over-under two and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. The Lions are the team that could screw that up with the right. Sam Howell pick at 34. They're going to look, do we really need to trade up? Maybe we'll take, you know, we don't need to use that 30-second pick on a quarterback if we have a 34. Martin, do the Lions, where do the Lions take a quarterback? 31, 32, 34? Or uh, are they bold enough to get it at second? I think that they're going to take a guy in that, I think they would take him with the 32nd one because then you get the fifth year, right? Instead of taking a second yeah. round pick. So that, that would be the guy. But I just, it would, I would be surprised if the Lions took a quarterback right now. Hmm. I think that, I think that for whatever reason, Dan Campbell has a lot of runway. And I think that the, I would be surprised if well, the way that they were operating, they just traded for, you know, the Jared Goff and like, you can, you can squint and be like, he got, a team to a Super Bowl. You can you can sell it a little bit, even though last year was pretty damn bad. You can sell it still to a fan base that is honestly, quite honestly, never had a winner before and is going to be in a level of like, well, we like where this team is headed. We right. just need another quarterback. There's no pressure. There's no hot seat. There's no nothing in, in Detroit right now for them to get, for them to reach and grab a guy. All right. Well, I don't know if they'd re- at 32-34, yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily be reaching. And you know what, they were Well, that's but yeah. that's what the bet a lot of people are projecting too. I I mean, I think they would be wise to take Malik Willis there, but I'm I'm with you, Marty, that there's an air of weird optimism with the Lions. It's maybe because they're in a bum conference and they do have it's not insane to say that they could 
you know, get somewhere around 500. It happens every year. People will mock that now, but it's not inconceivable in a slight conference. Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it happens all the time. I, I, I hear you. Um, what I don't think the Lions would do is take a guy at 34 for what I say. Then you only have uh, contractual control for four years. Yeah. So if they're going to take a QB, they would take it at 32. But the speculation is that because they have those picks, that they'll trade, that a lot of teams are going to trade up to get that 32nd pick. Teams right. Like Pittsburgh for that same are, are probably right. in play that, that maybe they could have their cake and eat it too by taking what they want and then trading, uh, you know, packaging some picks and getting to that 32nd spot to get a guy like Ritter, Howell. Um, or corral. Well, I hope uh, I hope Peter King is wrong and Dave Damashek is right, and that uh, I am. We, we do see some action. Well, it has happened the last few years where there's only been one player in the top ten. Al Toon was a uh, was a player in the top ten. Was the one um, Tavon Austin? <laughs> you said in the last few years. Al Toon 2013, 2013. Tavon Austin. It's happened, but you're right. It's more of an offensive league. Um, to, for that to happen. You just figure at some point, everybody's got the quarterbacks they need. I, I just don't get excited about the offensive linemen from Northern Iowa, you know, seeing names like right. that over and over and over. So let's mix it up. Let's have some fun. Had some fun this weekend when USFL, that had a rain-soaked Sunday. Uh, so the, they, they struggled a little bit with crowds. But um, some very cool camera angles. They showed a, uh, Jeff Schwartz tweeted out an interception, like a – you know, the, the linebacker cam interception was fun to watch from the player's perspective. Jason Garrett, terrific in the booth. I wish, wish, wish he had done this a dozen years ago. Would have been great. But the league, <laughs> it got off to a nice start. The bomb, Birmingham, New Jersey. I don't know if you guys caught any uh, USFL action, but there was some fun things going on. I uh, I did. I, I, I wish I had had the opportunity to talk to Jeff Fisher. Because, you know, as I was as I heard Harry ask him the question, uh, Patterson, Patterson or Paxton Lynch, I could have Who's told impressed him. you more? Is he good? Is there any way a coach is going to answer that question? Who's impressed well, you more? Also, too, how impressive are Shea Patterson and Paxton Lynch? Yeah. I don't know if it, the answer might be neither. You know, Harry might have stumbled onto a real gym because it's like, no, none of these guys are very impressive. But I can understand. You see the fight that happened on the sideline in the, Mich in the Michigan Panthers? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. I yep. get it. I was mad as hell as a fan as Shea Patterson was my quarterback. So mm -hmm. I can get why all the other Michigan Panthers are now pissed off that Shea Patterson is their quarterback. But I just feel like for – for uh, I'll say this. Watching it, and it, it, it has the feel that the XFL did before the pandemic obviously shut it all yes. down. That the AAF didn't. It feels like you're watching real football on TV, right? Like as a like AAF, mm. it was like this is, feels like high school to me. This, even though there's nobody in the stands, the way that it's presented, like the way that the score bugs come in, the way that there's a guy running in as somebody scores a touchdown to zoom in on the touchdown right. dance or whatever, it gives the feeling that you're watching NFL football. I'm with you. I'm enjoying the, it. The key is that we have that feeling in week four because I feel like I personally, these things fizzle out for me around week two or week three, even with the gambling element to it and that I could gamble every game and I see from week to week who I think is good and who's not and who can cover and who won't. It has to last week three. The other thing I'll say is very cool camera angles. The, the problem with it is it's picking up that no one was in the stands. 
They ha- yeah. I, I went back and forth with Clay Travis about this. He's like, this is a TV league. It doesn't matter. The ratings were great Saturday night. That's all that matters. I'm like, yeah, sure. But there's a psychological element to it where if people are watching on TV and they see the stands are empty, then I'm like, well, if people on site don't care, then I shouldn't carry it. They got to fill those stands. I know they got in trouble with the rain and everything, but check. I don't know. I hope it lasts a little longer. Football's great. I do too, of course. I'd like, I mean, of course, more football is good for all of us, I think. Um, I'm with Marty that the bells and whistles are less relevant as we get deeper into it. What you want to do is actually approximate what we know, not reinvent football. What we need is something that feels cozy and comfy to us, to what we um, look forward to. Well, Shea Patterson throw it in the second row. Uh, Seems uh, cozy and comfy, right, Martin? I think that's what we're using in the Michigan Shea Patterson... What happened there? The ball just... Oh, my God. That's nothing new. I don't know. Protect him a little bit. All right. Well, you know what? Reminiscent of Danny Dimes. Reminiscent of Dimes. But I'll say this. I thought the empty stand sucked. What it made me... What it reminded me of was the 2020 NFL season. And I think we have to concede now. Between the Lakers' bubble title and when you see that, it, it sends a chill up your spine. All that empty stand stuff sucked, and it it only yeah. counts. It doesn't count for full. I don't know what it counts. It, it you don't, we're not going to take the trophies away from any of the teams that won during COVID. But that whole year sucked, and we deluded ourselves into thinking it was just as. good. I don't think it sucked. That. I'm going to fight you I on hate, this. I, in <laughs> hindsight, I don't like the empty. Stand 2020, you didn't think suck. You thought suck. All right, okay, fine. Well, uh, I, you know, I the, mean, I was. <laughs> the thing that bugs me about this take is like. All the other teams had to deal with it too, so like it's not yes. like, it's not like it's not like the Lakers uh, somehow were immune to the to the impacts of right. both, of COVID and everything else. Like the bubble just was fun for them, as opposed to the Clippers who just couldn't take it. Like they were. Well, all the, the evidence is that Frank Vogel's fired. If it mattered, you don't fire a coach who won a title eighteen months ago. So that I mean, that's the the proof is in what the Lakers front office thinks of of the team that won the title not very long yeah but you know what's good the proof you you don't see a lot of protests when there's no fans in the stands you don't see anybody coming down from the rafters and tying themselves to the uh goalpost or anything that is what maybe harry's maybe harry showed up (laughs) nude and that was like we're not going back there i never i I can't unsee that i never want to i would never want to deal with it again i have one last piece of usfl business to wrap up here quickly if uh, just in case you guys haven't seen it, I said it was a big weekend for Michigan grads, both good and bad. Davion Smith got cut from the Pittsburgh Marlins. Your team, Dave Damashek. He got oh. cut for wanting Is it my pizza. Team? Yeah, it's your team. It's your team. You play well against Pittsburgh. It's definitely your team. Pittsburgh Marlins fanatic. You. I don't see any black and gold. That, those are my teams. I do oh, want to say, Chet, you know what, Martin, they're going to be punished. They're going to be punished for uh, making that cut. I'm taking the Bandits tonight. This game was moved from the weekend because of the bad weather. They ran into bad, bad luck weather-wise. I'm going Bandits minus five and a half. Our guy, Todd Haley. I, you know, by the way, I went 0 for 3. I went 0 and 3 uh, in my pick. So it is a lot like the NFL in that case, if people are wondering. <laughs> I went 0 and 3. Todd Haley's team, we had him on against the odds. Jordan Tayam was probably probably the best quarterback in this uh, league against Kyle Laletta. That's uh, Spaghetti's guy. And they're like, well, this is the only guy who has pro experience. Okay. He was 0 for 5 with an interception. That's his pro experience. It's a rich number, 5.5. Haley's led a bunch of good offenses. I don't have a lot more to go off of than that. I know a 5.5 is big. I'm going bandits over. 
Shaq, yes, your Maulers. That's my play of the day. What's yours? Uh, a uh, not terribly fun fact, but one I'm going to mention again anyway. The Pittsburgh Maulers got their name because the DeBartolo family made their money by mm-hmm. building malls. So it's a it's a play on words. No. Uh, but but since I. Uh, since the actual USF, the first run of the USFL, the Baltimore Ravens have been introduced wearing their purple. So now you're going to play football wearing purple on the banks of the three rivers. Fah! I also say I this. I think that's the what's factored that into US- line. I think that's why it's five and a half, but go ahead. Well, then maybe I should go bandits too. Um, I, I, I do think that the USFL, I mean, listen, all, more football, the better for all of us. Hopefully it works out for the guys who want to do this professionally and this is their opportunity to make it. Mm. What stinks about it is, though, and we kind of understand it, is the reason that the original USFL rises above every other alt league besides the AFL is the actual talent on the field. There, the, I know that Glenn Carano, the third stringer for the Dallas Cowboys, was the, was the Pittsburgh Mauler starting quarterback. Um, but, you know, there, Steve Young and, uh, you know, Anthony Carter, and we can go on and on and name all these guys, Reggie White and whatever, I, I don't see evidence of that existing in this USFL right well, now. Well, what you need the, is you need, a, you need some breakout games. You need breakout games. You need this Tiamu to throw for five touchdowns, and then through three weeks he has 13 touchdowns, and like that, then I think people start watching, right? You need some, you need some names. I you think need you need money. Names. I think what you need is I think you need big spenders out sure. there throwing money. No, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the next was few the one weeks. Guy, yeah. What I get you, make? yeah. But to, for to, for a next for next year, right? What they need to do is get somebody a, a big spender who's going to be like. I mean, I don't want to say, but I mean, like, you know, Doug Flutie and Herschel Walker. Yeah, I'll pay to get you to play. Sure. For my, like you need you need the 21st century of those guys to sign off on playing. Maybe in Colin the Kaepernick. Yeah. Are you uh, saying you need the 21st right. century I don't know why the, Donald Trump why the, to sign the 21st century of Herschel Walker? <laughs> yeah, really. No, that, but Sal's on the right. Sal's heading in the right direction. And, and Antonio Brown, when Todd Haley floated it uh, a couple months ago, like he might that, still get they him. need to be like, A.B., you mu- this is it. T.O., I know you're 58. You got to play in this league. They, these are Colin Kaepernick. The, uh, if he's T.O. Kaepernick, these are the guys right you go I don't get for. It. I don't get why T.O.'s wouldn't be playing in this league that's like on TV. I don't TV. know why the right. – right. I agree. Why the USFL isn't like, we'll pay, we'll double, we'll, we'll double what you – would want to play in the NFL. Like, that's what they need is yeah. they need star power. Like For that. sure. Names but in the meantime, Tiamo gets six touchdowns tonight and uh, the bandits right. cover. Shaq, what's your pick? Because we, we have to wrap soon. All right. I'm going to go with, I, I, as I mentioned, there are a lot of interesting plays there between the haves and have-nots in the NHL. Calgary comes to mind. They're looking for playoff positioning. The other ones escape my memory because we are in a rush, and I want to say caps at avs is great. I'm leaning avs. They are catching fire just like the Florida Panthers. We're tracking for a 1996 redo of the Stanley Cup final here. Um, it'll be much more offensive this time around. In the meantime, caps... I'm going all over here, over the seven and a half. It's a little juicier at plus 158. Washington, 
Five of its last six have gone over mm. seven goals. Colorado, four of its last six have gone over seven. Half of those dozen games have hit double digits. No reason not to expect that to happen tonight in Denver, Colorado. I think the Avs also win that game, but it, it, it ain't worth putting any money down because they're prohibitive favorites. Take the over, over seven and a half. Why don't you? Plus so 158. So you're selling payout. you're selling a half a goal. The, the over seven is plus 104. You're going over seven and a half. It's plus 158. Well, Shaq, I Doesn't mean... Doesn't that not, make sense to not straddle sure. the fence like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up think, by a half goal, right. If you think it's going to be 5-3, why not? Uh, I will say they are jacking up these numbers. I mentioned earlier, 22 straight favorites have won in the NHL. Calgary, like right. you mentioned, minus 320. Avs, minus 250. I mean, that's an average line at this point. The Knights are minus 360. The Hurricanes are minus 400 over the Coyotes. My God. All right, Martin, what do you like? Spaghetti's hoping that the Canes win because he don't want to catch them Boston Bruins in round one. That's what he, they're, they're going to, his blue shirts are going to pull That's what's going to end up a, happening. A magic there. season. They're going to win the division and they're going to catch the Bruins in the first round. There you go. Unless Martin. the Canes come on. All right. I think for my pick, I'm going to go with, I'm going with, say I'm going with your Denver Nuggets plus seven. Really? Tonight. I think they lose. I think they have a good shot to cover. I don't think Jordan Poole's going to go for 30 again. And they're still working things back in order. It's kind of an up-down game for me. I think that the Warriors will get this in six. This might be the one of the mm. ones that the Nuggets win. Wow. I think that series is over. I really do. I think it was very telling that one shot of Jokic on the bench just sprawled out, exhausted. His wingspan takes him over like three seats and be like, what What more can I do? You know, turn the ball over a lot. To me, this is, uh, I think this is the last stand. Well, they need it. Yes, they absolutely need it. All right, those are our picks. We'll make a nice graphic. We'll put that online. Uh, Spaghetti, you were mentioned before. I don't even know if you care about hockey anymore. You were going to go to Coachella? Nope. Instead, you went to uh, Disneyland on the Star Wars ride. What happened at, on the Star Wars ride? The, the, literally the first area we walk into, um, the the Star Tours. It's an older kind of virtual ride they have there. Yeah. And now I'm a good I'm a good coaster guy. I'm a fun person to ride the coaster with. Uh, I like to yell, like like to give a good scream. But the virtual stuff inside really it. messes me up. And like I, I come from a fishing family where I forced to go and I still get seasick. So motion sickness is not great with me. And um, I'm in line. I'm like, all right, well, this this can go pretty bad. And Jada, uh, you know, for those listeners that don't know, my girlfriend, she's like, well, if you want to leave, we can leave. And I was like, yeah, I might have to skip this one. So, like, I'm I'm literally 10 from the, the like the front of the line, and I'm walking through all these little kids. Like, I got to get out of here. And then she's like, well, this is pretty popular. I want to go back on. And I'm like, you can go. So, the, literally, the first thing we're doing, I'm standing outside the Star Tours like a weirdo while, like, Jada's in there riding it. And she's like, yeah, you would have vomited. Meanwhile, I Googled it. And every single person that like talks about Star Tours, like if you have motion sickness, do not yeah. go. It's one of the worst ever you can get on there. So I avoided disaster, but it was pretty embarrassing. I went on once. I won't do it again. I hate I hate all that stuff. I think I went on a Simpsons one, too. I don't know where it was, but the the oh, the simulations are, are just killer for me. And I remind oh, the Harry Potter one. Yeah. Spaghetti. Don't ever Harry go Potter. anywhere close to that one. Yeah. That one's the worst of them all. The Potter yeah, almost got really me. makes your eyeballs spin. Yeah, Potter almost got me in, uh, in Universal. That was that was really as bad as it gets. That's probably the last one I'll ever go on. The Harry Gagnon's a bad one, too, where you're just swirling around a hot tub going down the, the drain. Yeah, gross, gross, <laughs> gross, gross. All right, uh, that's it, man. We're going to be back Thursday. That was fun. Any uh, update on Megan? Did she, we, we know her time, but we're giving $100 away to whoever comes closest to her time. She set the over-under at 3.03. She wanted to do sub-three hours. She's never done it before. 
Um, we haven't had anything, right? No, I don't think so. Boy, maybe she's running. I mean, this is hour six already. What if Megan Gailey ran the <laughs> marathon? That would That'd be, be good. something in her state. Yeah. And Conley has to give birth. Yeah. Let's switch it around. All right. <laughs> There you go. Uh, That'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. Listen to Minus 3 with Shaq. Listen to Lemon Pepper Parlay with Martin against all odds coming up. Megan Fun of Sports on Wednesday. Reminded everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites. (laughs) 